Congratulations. Victoria's housing market has rebounded strongly this year. Hammers were falling once again. Buy numbers per option are actually up on last year. Rates caught on hold again at 0.25%. National house prices were still rising. A man's home is his castle. And today it goes under the hammer. Welcome to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. Direct Connect is a free service making moving easy for you. Call them today on 1300 664 715. Yes, and welcome to Under the Hammer. I am your host, Jane Yield, and I am joined by Stavros Ambazidis, Company Director with O'Brien Real Estate, to talk about the current state of the market, give you a few tips and tricks. And of course, we are here thanks to Direct Connect. Now, there seems to be a massive amount of people selling, buying, changing rentals at the moment. So, if you just do not have the time in your day to actually sort out those little details when you move house, give the team at Direct Connect a call. They can do it all for you. They can just sort out all those connections from Foxtel to your electricity to make sure when you get those keys into your new property, it is done. Give them a call on 1300 664 715. Of course, if you're an agent that needs more time in your day, like Stav, Direct Connect are the team to assist you. Because Stav, uh, from what I can gather, two weeks is a long time in real estate since we last spoke. It has been bonkers. Busy? It's been, it's been very busy. And the, February not only was the shortest month of the year, which it is every year, but uh, this year we actually had a snap lockdown. So on Friday night, as we all know, we uh, got the snap lockdown news and we had to postpone and cancel all our auctions, our open for inspection. So technically we only had 23 active days in February, and yet it was a record month all round. Uh, I know my business, we had 80 sales in those 23 days. Uh, and the last seven days, and we'll, we'll get to the national wrap-up, but it's just been record after record uh, in volume of transactions, and not just the volume of the transactions, but the prices have actually increased over February. Some suburbs have gone up $1,000 a day. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. And look, I was going to ask you about that sort of five-day. They called it the circuit breaker. And the last time we spoke, we were just sort of dealing with that whole thing. But the good news is it worked. And I get the feeling like we're not wearing a mask every single place Mm. we can go if we can socially distance uh, in the office, still on the trains. But it really does feel like Melbourne in particular is starting to catch up with the rest of the country as more of a COVID normal kind of post-COVID atmosphere takes hold. Yeah, no, that's definitely. And and because uh, we were in lockdown last year for so long, we we talked about the slingshot effect, and that's definitely up and running. And don't forget, it's five months since we actually started doing open for inspection and private inspections. Remember on the 1st of October last year, we actually got released, and it was three months, it was the quarter, October, November, December, and now we're in March. So we've already had January and February. So I've actually got a real good wrap-up for summer as well because we're in autumn now. I so, know. Mm. Oh, autumn, great time to sell. I know a lot of uh, people around the country, yeah. like in the Adelaide Hills especially, you know, my home uh, territory, everyone says, wait till autumn to sell because it's usually stinking hot with bushfires. It hasn't been like that weather-wise, but no. I know so many people jumping in to uh, sell at this beautiful time of year. Now, we'll get to all those stats in just a moment, but look, let's welcome our guest today, Peter Gavanovic, the Director and Licensed Conveyancer from Victorian Statewide Conveyancing. Look, Peter, had a lot of experience also working in the banking sector. So I've got a couple of little interest rates questions that I might just give him without notice. So Peter, welcome back to Under the Hammer. How has business been for you in the world of conveyancing? We had you on the show last year in the middle of COVID. I'm guessing you're as busy as Stav? 
Yeah, we're um, we're flat flat out, um, like most uh, conveyancing companies and solicitor firms that do conveyancing. Um, Twenty two years of doing conveyancing, I have never seen anything like this. Unbelievable. <laughs> so, how have you coped with that in uh, in your business? I mean, are you recruiting more people, or are you just basically working eighteen hours a day? We recruit. We've actually recruited two new staff this year. So we put a we put a brand new junior on at the start of uh, January, and we've just put a full time uh, license or not quite licensed commander on um, about three weeks ago, and I'm working eighteen hour days. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not the only one, Stav. Look, for no. someone who might be dipping their toe into Under the Hammer for the first time today, and I always sort of get confused about exactly who does what in a real estate transaction, can you just sort of explain really sort of top line exactly what you do as a conveyancer? So we look after all the legal paperwork that is required to get the property to settlements. So the agents sign up the contracts, it comes to us, and then we take care of the rest of the, the, the transaction right through to an including settlement. Um, for purchasers and for vendors, uh, we prepare the legal Section 32 document required to sell a property here in Victoria. So without it, the agents can't sell a property legally. And, uh, yeah, we look after all of that, that process um, from start to finish. Now, Pete, you do much more than that because off-air you and I were discussing how uh, on on the weekend you received a, a series of contracts from a lot of your potential purchases. So not, not preparing 32s for vendors, but you represent buyers as well once they buy a property. Now, on the yep. weekend you had a record amount of um, contracts sent to you by your customers yep. – to read through. So you actually read through those um, those Section 32s, so then they can go freely bid at property or buy or make yep. offers on property. So how does that work? So, yeah, we, we always encourage, um, and it's becoming more and more prevalent, probably post-COVID lockdowns. We're starting to see a lot more people actually send us Section 32s and contracts for review, which is really frustrating prior to COVID because... We would get a contract, we would get a Section 32 that had already been signed, and then we would pick things up that the clients weren't aware of, but they never took the time to actually send it through for review. Whereas now you get the luxury of of reviewing a contract and providing an advice to a client before they, they sign. And, you know, there's things like, you know, planning restrictions. Um, you know, we have seen contracts where people have bought a property for a subdivision and only to be told by us after they've signed the contract that there's a restriction on subdivision for that property. Oh, so, wow. You know, it's, it's really, um, it's, it is really important to get something reviewed, um, and especially when you're paying hundreds and hundreds and thousands of dollars, um, it's always good to get the advice before you sign. Do you think that's because a lot of people, and I did exactly the same thing, you know, I, I viewed a property over FaceTime with my sister inspecting because I wasn't able to get there for the inspection and then went briefly looked but signed. Do you think as well, there's a lot of people I'm hearing buying from interstate who have never even set foot in a property. So do you think there's a, a trend towards actually getting someone like yourself to actually look at the fine detail? Because if you're not even seeing the property, you, you really need to rely on that section 32 to give you a much better idea of, of what you're actually purchasing. 
I think we're pretty lucky here in Victoria in that the, the Section 32 is quite a detailed disclosure statement. So it's it's not done anywhere in, in any other state um, in Australia. So it, does, it doesn't give you all the information, but it gives you enough for us as conveyances or solicitors to be able to provide that information to clients. And, and look, I don't know what happened post-COVID, but we would, we would be lucky pre-COVID to have seen one in 10 come through for review prior to signing. Um, now it's almost eight in 10. Um, we very rarely get a contract now that we haven't seen, very, very rarely. And if, and if we do... We're usually dealing with experienced buyers who, you know, who have done it multiple times and know what they're looking for. Now, Pete, um, another part of the uh, contract is uh, conditions. Now, most people have finance conditions and you've got to to get a property to unconditional. A conveyancer spends a lot of time actually going to and fro with the other conveyancer, uh, depending whether they're representing a vendor or a buyer. Uh, Another condition is a a building inspection, a building and pest inspection condition. We've just implemented, uh, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, because we're spending so much time and human hours uh, at the moment that we don't have, for example, we had 80 sales last month, uh, 80% of those were actually uh, subject to a building inspection, Pete, uh, which makes it about 60 properties needed a building inspection. I've implemented a new system in my business where we get building inspections now done at the outset. So every property has a building inspection on the property. So that way we don't have to put that condition in. And then the buyer is satisfied when they make an offer on a property with the structure of the property. Now, what it's done is it's stopped properties falling over um, because it's subject to a building inspection because they're signing contracts, Uh, but it's actually removing, it's it's called, I call it uh, ruthless efficiency um, to try and get properties to unconditional a lot quicker uh, and less less human hours for you, me, all the agents, because the sheer volume of files, like I saw you on screen just before carrying some files over, there's just a sheer volume of files at the moment that we're dealing with. We just don't have enough time in the day. So what do you think of getting building inspections as part of um, a selling process? Look, it's a, it's a really good idea. I mean, obviously, from from your point of view, you would probably want to ensure that, that, that A, it's an independent building inspector, and B, that it's a registered building inspector. And that's that's what a lot of people don't also understand is that, there, there are some building inspectors, you know, like anything, any sort of work avenues there that are a lot more qualified than others. Um, you know, when it comes to me recommending building inspectors, I only use two. Mm. Um, I only use two that I recommend, but I've known these guys for years and years, um, and they are fully registered and licensed building mm. inspectors. So, you know, again, not you don't want to pigeonhole certain groups or, you know, certain Mm. organisations. But you also have to be careful who's doing the building inspection and what qualifications they have because sometimes they are operating under a a franchise banner where it's they're doing the inspections but they're signing off under the franchise licence. And, you know, I, I suppose if you're providing... That, that building certificate, something proves to be incorrect, you know, you potentially could be exposing yourself. Um, uh, 
I understand why it's done and I understand it's impossible and even getting building inspectors out at the moment. Our guys, you know, we're usually a 48-hour turnaround. One of the blokes actually rang me and said, please don't send me any more work this week. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so, um, you know, he said, I, I just, enough, Pete. Hmm. Um, and I've probably sent him six, seven in the last two days. Yeah, so what, what we've done is um, the company's called Before You Bid, and they're a Sydney um, company, and what they do is they have a panel of registered, fully licensed, because um, there's something very important that Pete just touched on. They're licensed and registered builders that are on their panel, so they don't represent the vendor or the buyer, because what we find with a lot of our building inspections, Jane, and this is quite funny, they put it subject to building inspection, pest and building, and then they send uh, their brothers, uncles, fathers, uh, friend who knows something about building to come out and give an opinion. And because they've been hired by the uh, the buyer, they need to sort of um, show you know their worth to the client. So they so nitpick every tiny little thing. Yes. Everything. <laughs> Where When you get someone, and Pete's actually touched on something very important, when it's someone very independent they've and they're fully licensed and they're, and they're insured, insured is very, very important. And we've actually found uh, it's reduced our human hours because uh, I don't want to see burnout in our industry because at the moment, not just in real estate, but in conveyancing in every sector, like what you said, Pete, about your building inspector, there's going to be this sheer burnout if we're not careful of doing things more efficiently. Mm. So, yeah. I um, had that experience where I looked at one property which definitely had some issues. You know, there were floors that weren't mm. kind of, there was a, a gas oven with no range hood and I was like, warning. I asked the agent, can I access a building inspection that the vendor has done? The answer was no, mm. we are not doing an inspection. I then started ringing around thinking, look, I love this place, but I'm just not sure structurally I, I'm willing to take a gamble on it. Number one, couldn't find anyone in the area. It's about an hour mm. out of Melbourne who was willing to do it. When I did find someone I wasn't quite sure because it seemed to be half the price of everyone else who had quoted me. And I was like, oh, sounds a little bit sketchy mm. to me. But I was going to have to shell out like six or $700 yeah. to do an inspection on a property I didn't end up buying. So I found it very strange that the vendor mm. wouldn't have just stumped up the cash themselves mm. and then shared it with any wannabe buyers. Yeah. Then the next property, which I did end up buying, had an independent inspection and that information was shared with anyone interested in the property. It was good, mm. no massive issues. And so just that confidence that I yeah. had in, in buying a property was just amplified so much by the fact that they were willing to pay for the inspection mm -hmm. themselves and be transparent. Yeah, And, and building inspections can cost up to $1,000 if you're oh. getting pest and building. And, and what happens is... A lot of our younger buyers are getting two or three building inspections done because they're missing out on two or three properties at auction. Yes. But this company, it's a, it's another disruption company like a lot of the disruption companies that are out there at the moment. And they're very clever because what they've done is it costs the vendor $149 to get it. For every buyer that wants to download, it costs them $45. Mm. And then only the ultimate buyer pays the bigger fee. So uh, you only pay $45 yep. to download it. And we have a QR code now available on every property at, at the open for inspection. Buyers walk in, they scan the QR code, they can see uh, the building inspection, they pay $45, everyone's a winner. They haven't forked out $900 um, mm. to get the building inspection. Oh, for a lot of first home buyers, it's enough to just make you go, it's too hard, I'm just going to rent. Yeah. Because, you know, that's a lot of cash for most people saving for their first home yeah, to be, a lot to of be money. forking out that yeah. much. Um, although, I must admit, the European wasp nest that I found in my property 
property when I moved in. It's causing me a little bit of stress, but that's getting sorted out today. So. You need Pete, Peter I to get down there, the, the two Europeans. <laughs> so, Sam, just with one of those things that you mentioned about, you know, Mary's uncle's brother's nephew's sister who comes and does the building inspection report and then gets really picky... You've also got to be aware and clients have got to be aware that the general condition doesn't allow for Mary's uncle's brother's nephew to come and do the inspection report. But he can do it, but he can't pull them out of a contract because the general conditions of the contract specifically state that he must be a registered building practitioner or architect. Okay, so we've we've had instances where we've received reports saying this report's really bad. And you go back to him and say, we're really sorry, but this is not a registered building practitioner or a registered building inspector. You can't pull out. And that's why you need to use Peter, because a lot of conveyances don't do that. But we're Peter, Peter and Tanya are very, very thorough in what they do. And you are listening to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect, making moving easy for you. And of course, if you're an agent, we know how busy you are at the moment. You can use Direct Connect. Call them on 1300 664 715 to see how they can benefit you and your team. Our guest today is Peter Gavanovic, Director and Licensed Conveyancer from Victorian Statewide Conveyancing. And of course, Stavros Ambazidis, Company Director with O'Brien Real Estate. Yep. Pete, the market at the moment is very, very volatile and very heated. Um, And a lot of people ask me the question, why is it so heated, Stav? And look, I've bought a property recently as well. The reason it's heated, and I want you to explain all the different government grants, uh, all the different stamp duty savings. There are so many incentives and so much thrown at us as buyers uh, to incentivise to spend money. And even yesterday we had the... um, the Reserve Bank meet and the interest rates didn't go up. Now, when I'd like to probably you know cut out all myths. When are all these grants finishing? Uh, and can you explain to us what grants exist, what's out there for buyers, and what should they be trying to um, get out of these grants? So we've only got half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a one pager. Okay. So first of all. With the standard land and new build, the the, the stamp duty reductions from for first home buyers on vacant land up to six hundred thousand is completely waived. Okay, um, if you are building a a property on that block of land and you build within the first twelve months and move into it, you're also entitled to the first homeowners grant of ten thousand, which is a state government um, incentive. On top of that, for for new builds, um, there is now a 15k first homeowners um, building scheme incentive, which is a federal um, a federal incentive. Now that 15k cuts out as of the 31st of March this year. Okay, it has been extended in Victoria. It was 25, but because we're in such a long lockdown. Um, we we have been fortunate to have it extended to 15, but only until the 31st of March. So if you sign a building contract before the, 5th, the 31st of March and you lay a slab within six months, um, you're entitled to an extra 15,000. So that's, that's a massive incentive for first-time buyers who are building brand-new properties. For the first-time buyer that's buying an established property, 
um, up to the value of seven hundred and fifty thousand, you're entitled to a twenty five percent. Um, up to the value of one million dollars, sorry, you're entitled to a a twenty five percent land transfer stamp duty waiver. Okay, and that's a that's a, a state government incentive that expires on the thirtieth of June this year. Now, it doesn't matter when settlement occurs. You just have to sign a contract before the 30th of June, okay? If you're building or if you're purchasing a brand new property up to the value of a million dollars, there's a 50% stamp duty waiver, okay? Now, from those stamp duty and, and rebate reductions, yes, we know about them as conveyances, but it's the banks and the brokers that are actually making a lot of those applications and have all that information. So it's it's always a good idea to speak to not only your conveyancer but also to your mortgage broker and lender to get a to get a summary of everything. The stamp duty concessions, uh, the fifty percent and the twenty five percent, we have been advised will definitely expire on the thirtieth of June. There's not going to be any extensions beyond that. However, if you sign a contract on the twenty ninth of June and you don't settle till the 21st of December, so long as you've signed the contract before the 30th cutoff, you're entitled to that stamp duty reduction. So your source of truth is the contract, mm. the signing of the contract. Correct. Now, it, and that applies for all of them. Uh, that applies for, you know, the, the, the builder's bonus, the 15K builder's bonus. Um, it doesn't relate to the settlement dates. It's, it's time-specific as far as building contract dates and start dates are concerned. Well, you are on Under the Hammer, and our guest today is Peter Gavanovic from uh, Director and Licensed Conveyancer from Victorian Statewide Conveyancing. I'm Jane Neild, and I'm here with Stavros Ambazidis, Company Director with O'Brien Real Estate, to give you uh, some of the hard facts of what you need to consider in this crazy market at the moment. Uh, Peter, that can be pretty overwhelming, like all of those things you've just reeled off. You know, how much does that actually equate to in my bank as opposed to uh, what I'm borrowing? But what, what point would you encourage, especially first home buyers who've never done this, to actually get a conveyancer, sign them up and start getting that advice, like as early as possible or only when you've set eyes on your dream home? Nah, before before you even start to look at, get a, get a feel for the conveyancer, ask them questions. Um, we always say there's no, no such thing as a silly question or a stupid question. Um, because you're a first home buyer. You do it once as a first home buyer. We do it 2,000, 2,500 times a year. Um, so we are happy to answer any questions, as most conveyances are. But you need to get all the information before you go off and and find your dream home, only to find that you can't get your dream home. Yeah, or you can't afford it if you haven't done your numbers right. And of course, uh, talk to Direct Connect if you're moving or you're an agent dealing with all of these really important things. Some of the little stuff they can just take care of, including making sure when you move into your dream house, everything's connected. The internet's on. The Foxtel is on. Call Direct Connect on 1300 664 715 to see how they can benefit you and your team if you're an agent or just help you out with your move. Can I throw a little question at you, Peter, that is um, from personal experience after settling a house uh, last week? 
I did say to the vendors, and I am totally happy with this situation, but I did say, look, if there's anything you can't get rid of, just leave it. It's fine. Because they went to take stuff to op shops and the op shops were closed in lockdown and, you know, no one was travelling to buy stuff secondhand. Ended up uh, maybe having a little bit more stuff on the property that I'm now going to have to dispose of. Look, I am an absolute secondhand antique freak, so I'm happy with this situation. Other people in my family are like, you should have refused and not settled. And like, where does someone stand if that is the case? And you, you open the attic and suddenly you find you've got 40 years worth of someone's AFL record collection or, you know, large amounts of junk. What could I have done? Is there anything I could have done, not that I wanted to, to say, hang on, this is not quite what I expected on settlement. It's going to cost me a lot of money to dispose of some of the things I don't want to keep. So the question is the vacant possession question. Has has the vendor provided you with vacant possession? You know, and it's a question of how much is left. Uh, we We've recently acted for a vendor where the settlement was delayed close to three weeks um, because his idea of vacant possession and everybody else's idea of vacant possession was completely different. Now, you know, some some items that are left, you know, you, you can't delay settlements for, you know, five or six paintings being left, you know, at a property, okay? Um, but when bedrooms and... Um, kitchens and sheds have not been removed, you know, furniture hasn't been removed. It was a fully furnished house virtually. Oh. Um, and and obviously it was left there because it wasn't any good. Um, but, you know, the vendor said to us, oh, I've left it there for them. They can use it. Well, they don't want to use it. Mm. Um, general condition, there's a general condition in the contract that, that allows for the retention of funds if um, if the property is not in the same condition as when you purchased it. So, um, you know, it, it relates to goods being in, you know, goods and appliances being in the same condition as when you purchased. It doesn't give you the right to delay settlement potentially, but it gives you the right to withhold monies. And it can be up to, up to $5,000. A lot of solicitors and a lot of conveyances when they do up their own special conditions they actually remove this general condition as a part of their special condition um so again the real importance of getting a contract checked out you know because the last thing we want to do at settlement is tell someone well you know this condition was removed you're going to have to live with what is there and remove it yourself um so could you have done anything? Um, yeah, probably your acceptance of saying, I'll oh, just leave what, um, <laughs> you know, what you like is probably a bit too broad. Um, but that's where that's where probably an agreement between parties after the contract was signed between conveyances saying, this is what we'll accept as a, as a leave and this is what we won't accept as a leave would have been, would have been good. 
Oh, look, I'm just excited because I think I've, there's about five grand worth of power tools and a chainsaw and a, and a drill and all these wonderful things and lots of really great old wood that, you know, one day when I'm 70, I might make some furniture. So I'm happy. But that's really interesting to know because that was certainly a question I didn't really get clarity on before just going, excellent, I've got the keys. <laughs> mm. Look, I've experienced where sometimes settlements go on ahead because um, it would leave the buyers in a position where they would be homeless, but funds have been held back in trust uh, and then there's an agreement or a negotiation that's taken place. Yeah, I think this urgency, like, I just wanted the keys, I just wanted to get in there. Mm. And I think, you know, we're saying the market is just so bonkers at the moment. You're right. Mm. I mean, these are people's lives, and I was lucky not to to be homeless if I didn't settle. Mm. But, yeah, it's um, everyone seems to be really, really desperate to transact at the moment. Mm. Uh, Before we go, Stav, tell us about some of those stats um, from around the country. I've actually saw an article on abc.com.au this morning. Queensland house prices through the roof as interstate migration at 20 year high. So this mark, month marks the sharpest monthly increase in Brisbane house prices since 2007. Mm. Wow. And um, it's interesting uh, in the last six months how many times you, know, you and I have discussed this internal migration and we're seeing it at the ground level where people are selling their properties. A lot of uh, either estate agents, our industry, people that are real estate agents in Victoria are moving up to Queensland uh, or northern New South Wales. So the north coast of New South Wales and the southern part of Queensland has just gone bonkers. But if we have a look at uh, around the grounds this week, we, we actually in Victoria had almost 900 auctions with an 86% clearance rate. Uh, There were 2,193 sales in Victoria, 2,426 in New South Wales, and Queensland, again, had 1,400 sales. So across the nation, though, we had 7,462 sales with a total combination of 88% across the whole nation. Thing, and, and it was the busiest week so far this year. I know it's, we're only in month three of the year, but it was the busiest transactional week of the year. Personally, we had 15 auctions at O'Brien Real Estate, and we had all of them sell under the hammer, every single one of them. 15 auctions at a total value of over $15 million, which tells us that the average price across Melbourne is over a $1 million. Now, the great thing with us, because we have the 30 offices, I've actually got um, a good cross-section. Yeah, we had an auction in Cheltenham, Monturna South, Baronia, Parkdale, Dingley Village, Edithville, Craigieburn, Mentone, Frankston North, West Meadows, Mornington, Oakley South, Montmorency <laughs> and Baronia. It almost sounds yeah. like the song. Yes. I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> uh, and my favourite one was Harkaway, which is um, probably uh, another word for land far, far, far away. But um, <laughs> it gives you a good cross-section of what's going on out there. Average price across our six capital cities was over a million dollars, and that was also reported uh, on Channel 9 the other night. So it is a huge spike increase in values, a huge spike increase in transactions. They're both hand-in-hand hand at the moment. Usually it's one or the other, but at the moment. So I'm telling people, because of all these... Um, grants and schemes ending. Some of them are ending end of March. Some of them, though, are ending end of June. Um, As we get closer and closer, that last weekend before they end, knives will be pulled out, I reckon, Mm -hmm. because buyers want to buy and sign on the dotted line. So if you're thinking of selling, now's your opportunity to sell. I don't see uh, the market actually going the other way until these grants actually, these incentives actually finish. 
That's my honest opinion, and I've seen it many times. I've been doing this for 30 years. So in April, so next month will be my 30-year anniversary in real estate. So there you go. And Peter, with your experience in the banking sector, you know, you mentioned Stav RBA keeping interest rates on hold. I was gobsmacked at how cheap the interest rates were that I got offered from my bank for my new mortgage. Do you think they're going to have to maybe reassess that, or are we risking things getting a little overinflated? Like, are they going to have to pull back and, and maybe take some of the heat off? Well, they're, they're talking now that there might be a relaxation of the of the you know responsible lending policies because I think they've gone, I think they've gone too far. You know, they, they need to find a balance between irresponsible lending and and this new responsible lending philosophy that they had because some of the stuff that they're asking is is ludicrous and and what we've just experienced it as a company ourselves you know um having to explain to someone why we've actually increased our income in the last 12 months and wanting detailed explanations you know that that's frustrating um look i i look and it's just my opinion but i don't see interest rates rising for for a you know a, a little while yet and I always used to look at the four and five year fixed rate as an indication of where banks think interest rates will be. It's very rare, in my opinion, that a bank will offer a rate of a five year fixed rate of 1.99% fixed for five years if they thought interest rates were going to fly through the roof. Um, so, you know, that, that to me is what I always used to use as where the bank thinks that, that interest rates are going. Um, and I, like I said, I, for the time being, I can't see them going. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking half an hour out of your incredibly busy schedule to talk to us today on Under the Hammer. And, of course, if you want to get hold of Peter and the team there, Peter Gavanovich from the uh, Victorian Statewide Convancing Team on the website, victoriastatewide.com.au. Stav, we're going to put all the details in the show notes. And I think um, that company you mentioned before you bid Mm. with those inspections, I'd like to speak to someone uh, from that team, perhaps get a bit more info. So I'll put the link to them on the show notes as well. And if you want to get hold of Stav, you can head to o'brienrealestate.com.au. Peter, thank you so much for your time. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. And Stav, we will talk to you in another couple of weeks. Um, yep, yeah, stamina, like you said, you've got to try and make sure that burnout doesn't kick in. But I think yeah. you're going to be busy right through until June at least by the sounds. That's exactly right. I, I say to a lot of people, look, it's it's okay to burn the candle on one end, just don't burn it on both ends. <laughs> so if you're a late starter, a lot of people work, yeah, get to work late, but work late. Others yeah. like to be 4.30 like me. I, I like to get up at 4.30 a.m., but I'm, in, but I'm in bed by 10. So, yeah. you know, don't burn the candle on both ends. Just burn them on one. And be very understanding with your conveyancer and your yes. agent. Uh, next time we might talk about some of the changes to the rental situation in Victoria with uh, some new things being 100 different changes to the um, Rental Act. Yeah, 100, <laughs> 110 uh, changes. Uh, there's going to be a huge residential, reform, uh, residential tenancy reform, but we'll talk about that. A lot of people would have seen A Current Affair in Channel 9 and a, mm. a couple of other 
shows. But I think we need to have uh, some an expert on next time to talk about that. Very important. Deep dive into that. If you are moving house, if you are you know relocating, make sure you call the team from Direct Connect. They make this podcast possible. And if you're an agent, give them a call. They can just take that little bit of extra stress out of your day-to-day job. Call Direct Connect on 1300 664 715 to see how they can benefit you and your team. And we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks on Under the Hammer. Thanks for listening to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. Direct Connect is a free service making moving easy for you. Call them today on 1300 664 715.